Hey there. Thanks for checking out this episode of H&M Live. Your support is always greatly appreciated as I'm always striving to provide content that enlightens, entertains, and educates. Look, I've just enabled supporter functionality on the podcast, so click the link in the show description and any support that you provide will be greatly appreciated. Be well. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's going on, y'all? James Higgs here from Infotainment News and ITN Live. Look, been wanting to do this for a long time. This being starting a podcast to go along with the with the site and go along with the other social media platforms we have. But been always trying to find the right platform to use, right? But been looking for how to get the message out to our engaged readers, our engaged viewers, how to essentially really how to monetize. And believe it or not, I found the right platform that's getting the job done, that's going to be easy to use and easy to set up. That platform is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Check it out. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. This is an ad for Anchor, if you didn't guess that by now. Check it out. If you want to get started with Anchor, if you want to start sending out your message, owning your own platform, broadcasting your message, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me, join the rest of the diverse uh, authors and owners of content out there. Get your podcast off the ground. Let us know where it is. Talk to you soon. Y'all be cool. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, good evening. James Hicks here from Hicks New Media and Infotainment News. Tonight is a very different night for Infotainment News. We're talking about a different topic, which, quite honestly and quite frankly, I know nothing about. But that is the reason why I have two uh, knowledgeable individuals. And tonight we're going to be talking about altcoin. Altcoin, alternative currency, not just your Bitcoin, but other types of uh, currency that, that's available on the market. And it's a relevant topic. And for that reason, that I've brought two folks on who have some experience with that. So let me shut up and let me bring them on screen, on camera. Ladies and gentlemen, first we have Andrew and we have Eric. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Doing well. Doing well. Doing well. Awesome. So as I um, mentioned in the intro... I don't know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> uh, but I wanted to have this conversation because I think it's a relevant conversation. I think that there are folks who are interested in this. Well, I know that there are folks who are interested in this because, look, every day at work, I'm sitting here with CNBC on and the TV in the, in, behind me, and alt currency, cryptocurrency is a topic that is brought up frequently. Uh, I believe there was actually some, some high high-profile news last week as well as the, uh, the the currency market or Bitcoin or something specifically reached a, a high trade value. So let, let's start kind of at the beginning. Um, Andrew or, or Eric, g- give us kind of what, what your take is as the, uh, what is altcoin? Sure, James, I can start off just real quick here. Um, so basically, I'm, I'm Andrew, and uh, seven years ago, I got into cryptocurrency. Coworker started talking about Bitcoin. I'm like, what, what is that? I have no idea. Um, I started looking into it, got pretty paranoid, thought, wow, the government's going to come after me even for searching for this stuff. But over time, got a little more comfortable with it. 
eventually, you know, sent some money over to the, the Mt. Gox exchange in uh, 20, 2013 to, to try it out. Um, that was around the time that the, the price was about $270. Um, you know, the price started going up a little bit, then it dropped. It went up and down. It was volatile. It got my attention. Um, and then since then, I started mining it for, you know, a couple different iterations of mining it. And, and honestly, I just, I'm very interested in uh, blockchain and decentralization and some of the philosophies behind it, um, even more than the, the, the currency aspect of it. But it's been been quite a ride, and so uh, happy to share, you know, some of my my knowledge. And um, but but please don't go trading or doing anything off of my advice. You know, but, definitely no, not your, a financial that's advisor. That's your legal disclaimer right there, yeah. right? You know, any yeah. any knowledge or any advice that I give you tonight, don't take that to heart. Yep. Okay. Got no 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 agenda here. I'm just here for for James to uh, share some information. <laughs> so. Let me ask you this, and, and then Eric, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. So, okay. Andrew, I know, and you mentioned about mining. You, you've you had some things going in the past, right? You you have some deep experience with mining. And so so tell me what that entails, right? You know, what, when, you, when you say you're, you're mining for, for altcoin, alt, uh, mining for Bitcoin, uh, you know, the physical infrastructure, you know, what, what does that entail besides just trading from a, from a, uh, from a trading perspective? Yeah. So, so by mining, um, basically it's, it's like, it would be like you're the federal reserve, you're, you're printing, you're printing money. So basically you get the computers, uh, you connect it up to the network. And if you, if your computers are set up right and you solve the, uh, the, the problem that the mining algorithm is looking for, then you get the cryptocurrency, um, connected up to your, your private keys. So basically it's like you you get a piece of the you get a piece of the pie you create a piece of the pie, like a baker. It sounds, it sounds like it's like SETI to the nth degree, right? So so I, I've done all of the SETI stuff, right, and and trying to help solve medical algorithms. You know, mm-hmm. I have my CPU and doing those types of things. So it definitely sounds more involved, more more uh, resource intensive. Uh, again, if you're going to set up a mining rig and things like that. So, Eric, talk to us a little bit about where you come in when it comes to altcoin. Because let's be let's be honest, and I'll give you the credit. This was your idea to have this show. So, <laughs> let, so let me give you the platform and give you front of camera. Uh, my disclaimer is also I am not a financial advisor, and I, I'm really on the tr- on the up on the trading end of the of of this. Uh, of this, uh, I don't know what do you want to call it. Uh, of this adventure, uh, Andrew is probably is a lot more in depth, and you know, as he's mining the this, you know, as he said, you know, they're, you know, it's the back end is like blockchain, and they're looking for these um, algorithms that solve for something. All right, so uh, for me, we got introduced to it. Uh, I don't know if you remember way back. Um, I, I want to say it was like about seven years ago when it actually wasn't even um, there, there. There wasn't. It was like ten dollars. This guy was. They were. They were making these. Uh, Eight, uh, these uh, Bitcoin ATMs, and we're in Vegas at the what was the it was the one behind. Um, All right, don't get me in trouble here. On, on, on we're recording, and um, <laughs> we're on Facebook. But anyway, my mom this, is probably watching. This guy, no, no, we were we were there for a CES, remember? Uh, and then what these okay. guys were trying to do, they were, they were this That's was right. the, bus- yeah. the business end when they were trying to introduce the the Bitcoin. So it, it's always been in the back of my mind, and I always thought, you know, hey, it, it, it sounds interesting. We didn't actually take him up on the ten dollar because you know what it wasn't a right. It was can you can you early, can, yeah. can you imagine if we did though? But anyway, yeah. um, I've always only been on the trading end of it, and it's just been uh, recently that I got in. I started looking at. Um, you know, I got some Bitcoin. You know, probably not full Bitcoins. I'm not paying nine thousand dollars for it, but um, I started trading some other altcoins, some alternative coins, and you know, I I, I look at that because. As the coronavirus is hitting, as all these other op, 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 uh, things are happening to our uh, to uh, our country, um, they're, they're gonna they're gonna be trying to find a better way, to, a better solution at not just printing a whole bunch of you know the, the dollar is probably worth you know there's gonna be another alternative way to, to yeah. uh, you know to use money. But anyway, um, I, I got on it merely on the trading side of it, be, just because of the excitement. You know, after from working from E Trade, um, you know. I, I started just saying, "Hey, you know what? This, this, this could be. This would be some. This could be something for me, you know." So, right, right. Um, and I started studying the whole blockchain thing. Right. Talk, talk to me a little bit about. So, 
again, this is layman's terms coming in, just asking questions. Talk to me, what is the controversy piece, though, right? I mean, there, there seems to be, I, I remember the early conversations, again, watching and CNBC and, and, and financial news and things like that. There, there's always seemed to be some type of controversy. And maybe, Andrew, you, you hit on it a little bit by saying, again, you're, quote, unquote, printing your own money. Maybe, maybe that's the yeah. issue. No, that would definitely, I mean, that's, that's definitely um, territory that I think used to get people in trouble and it, and it, it, pro- it still could, I'm sure, um, depending on where you're at. But yeah, you, you know, I'm, I'm printing, I'm basically printing money. It's uh, sovereign money. I didn't ask anyone permission um, and it would be pretty darn hard to take it from me. I'm, I'm sure it could be done, but it's, uh, it's very different than a bank. Uh, it's just the absolute opposite. And I feel like in a lot of ways it's, it's, it's very empowering um, and it's a good alternative. It's a good way to hedge against the current system and the paradigms. There's just a lot of politics, you know, in our, you know, obviously in our current situation. And this is a way, uh, at least for me, it gives me hope that there, maybe there's another way to do this. Maybe there's a way where, uh, you know, people can have more control over, over uh, their destiny. And, you know, it's, it could be better for better or worse. I mean, there's a lot of responsibilities when you start, trying to have your own cryptocurrency, you know, try to keep those keys yourself. I mean, there's a lot of things that go wrong. I've had multiple times uh, where I've been basically ripped off when the Mt. Gox exchange went under, I think, what was that in 20, early 2014, I lost, uh, lost my Bitcoin in that. Uh, I lost them when the BTCE exchange, uh, got, you know, taken over by, it got shut down by the feds or something terrible. Um, and there's a lot of times because this is a permissionless uh, global paradigm, there's no there's nowhere to go to figure out what the the source of truth is for the in any any exchanges you're working with. Uh, you don't know whether they're their quality, whether they've been audited, whether they're just straight up run by the mob, or whether they're like real business people, you know, putting their their blood, sweat, and tears into uh, you know some new financial tool you just, it's really hard to tell sometimes it takes years to learn that something you thought was uh legit wasn't and uh sometimes you find that out because the you know the the government puts a takes over the website and stamps it out and so that's how you that's how you know that oh i guess that wasn't actually legitimate um and so i've tried my best to steer towards projects that i thought were uh founded and you know good values weren't trying to rip people off but uh through my my seven years I have seen more scams uh, go on in this space than in anything. It's just unbelievable the greed that that uh, people have and what ends they will go to do sucker. So I, uh, it's just this crazy, uh, crazy mix of on one hand you've got this super strong technology that's you know basically unbreakable and at least in our current period of time, um, and, and it allows for complete transparency and. Uh, you know, you can trust this algorithm and instead of trusting a person who could be corrupt. Um, but at the same time, people try to take advantage of that and, and get what they can from it. So it's, it's uh, a delicate balance to, to get through this stuff and not lose your money. Um, you have to have a lot of patience. Right. So but, it's not, it's, go ahead, Eric, I'm sorry. No, no, I was going to say, you know, think, think of what, what, what is, what is the dollar? What is the dollar? What does the dollar do? The dollar allows us to be able to record a transaction. So it's like, Hey, I want to, I want to, I want to buy a, say you're selling a ball. I want to buy that ball and say, here, here's a dollar for that ball. You give me that ball. That's that, that's that transaction that's, that's recorded. Um, and, and, uh, and Andrew hit it on the head. You definitely want to do your research because what I, what I tend to look for are, 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 or um, coins or, or programs that actually solve for a solution. Um, let's take, for instance, uh, the cost that it, the cost. Well, okay. So what he's talking about is the differences is that you have, you have dollars, which is regulated with, you know, by the federal reserve. You got, you have what this is, is deregulated. And what I mean by regulated is that when, when I try to take money from here and to move it over here, you have this third party, uh, process that says hey you know what i'm a, you know he wants to move some money i don't know if you've ever seen it like you have electronic uh, an electronic um, transfer of funds but it, if i go from one bank to another bank you know sometimes it costs money to move it over uh sometimes it just takes if you're for electronic you think oh wow this why does it take three days and if i'm moving this money electronically so you, you have a centralized organization so what cryptocurrency does is give you a decentralized um 
uh, take for instance, I want to move money from from the United States and give it to some family in overseas. Um, if I use uh, Swift or uh, any of these other like uh, wire money, it just t- tends to be expensive. I'm, I'm going to send twenty dollars over to my friend. By the time it gets to them, it's they probably got sixteen dollars after all the fees go go through. And what some I know about crypto- PayPal fees yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know about like yeah, okay. And so what what this does, it actually makes it so that you can move a large amount of money faster. And I'll talk about some of the cryptocurrencies that I that I tend to look at or, or, or lean towards um, that allow you to move large amounts of money uh, or 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 an amount of money at a, a fraction of the cost and faster. Okay. Th- those are some things you can look at. Um, uh, some of the ones I look at, maybe uh, XRP or or, XR or Stellar, uh, or any of the ones that, I, that I'm going to talk about, usually solve for a problem like that, like solve for uh, inexpensive a way to tra- transfer money, uh, ways to have a contract that uh, allows, you know, for, uh, sorry. Um, these are things that you want to do your research in when you when you're right. looking at uh, cryptocurrencies. But but Andrew's right. There's a lot. There's a, literally thousands, literally thousands out there that uh, you, if you don't do your research, you can get ripped off on. Right. So let me ask those, those symbols that you you meant those t- tickers. Right. I'm, I'm just going to mm-hmm. use use the old my old Dow Jones stuff here. Are those companies or are those currencies themselves that you're talking about right i'm I'm trying to just wrap my head around the dynamic of you guys have mentioned a couple of different exchanges a couple of different xrts you know what are those are those again are those companies or those what what, explain that andrew can probably talk more about that yeah yeah Uh, go ahead oh go ahead eric no what uh like again, from the standpoint I am, you know, when I look at like something like XRP, it's it's usually, and again, Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong. XRP is the is like the is the is the actual currency, which uh, XRP is a, they call it Ripple. Um, Ripple ha- is, has ties to the bank, so it's the bank's network, uh, and they've created this. But they, but I think what it is is the software that pushes that 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 is behind that or or in front of that, if you will, is um, XRAP or something like that. So. I'm not really sure how so, the mining portion of it so goes. So the XRP is actually the exchange itself. The the cryptocurrency, correct? Okay, so it, it is essentially one of those altcoins, Rip, similar, similar, to, similar to Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's a similar to not. Uh, yeah, it's it's, okay. it's an alternative coin, correct? But uh, as far as the back end, I, I know XRAP is the is the is the tool or programming that, if you will, that they're using to 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 transfer the funds or transfer the money. Um, what the XRP, what the Ripple is itself, I want to say is the um, is the currency, is the I don't know the transaction. Okay. I don't know. You you probably know more than I will, Andrew, uh, about what that is front end. Yeah. So I've, I've yeah following the stuff for for a long time. You know. So at the at, in the beginning there was Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin is the first cryptocurrency. Uh, I think it's a UTXO, so user generated transactions. Um, on a network and it's, you know, mathematics, uh, cryptography. And, um, you know, it, it kind of, it kind of started out uh, as an experiment and then the chain people, as people started using it more, it, it just picked up steam. Um, they had a couple, you know, they, they added updates to it, but the, uh, but from the beginning, it starts off, uh, as a, with the Genesis block. Um, that's the very, you know, the first block. And I think, you know, there's the, they put some newspaper article in there and, uh, and, you know, anyone who gets a copy of the Bitcoin blockchain, if they look at the first block, they'll see the same the same uh, transaction note coded in there, you know, about like uh, something from a newspaper. And then later, um, someone made a, a change to the they took the, the Bitcoin open source code. They changed a couple things, uh, put it back out there. People started using it. They called it Litecoin. Um you know, and then later a whole different type of network. It wasn't a UTXO type network. It wasn't built off of the Bitcoin code base. Uh, Ethereum started getting popular, and that's they call it like you know, like a, a, a alternative, like virtual machine. I guess oh, yeah, it's yeah. a um, okay. you know, different. So it, it's got a whole different different style of uh, how the network communicates. A lot more features, <clears throat> but these things still worked on the backs of uh, mining. In mining basically is the way that the network finds the consensus for what you know, what is actually in the database that's the blockchain because the, the you know in the in the blockchain uh, everyone has a copy of it they all have the same copy of the information and the network and the miners together uh, work work out 
you know, who's got the, whose idea of what is in that chain is the prevailing one and will go forward. And, and it does this like a, like a clock just over and over and over again. Uh, and every, every um, tick that happens in the past, it could be mathematically validated to ensure that all along the way, there's not a single link in the chain that has ever been manipulated or changed for, you know, by for any means, it's just not possible uh, with our current technology to alter the Bitcoin blockchain uh, and maintain its uh, everyone's consensus that it was that it is the way it is. And it could get pretty, pretty complicated. But uh, not all cryptocurrencies are mineable. There's a bunch of cryptocurrencies that aren't, aren't mineable at all. And in fact, what they really are are databases that are centralized and controlled by usually a very small number of people. Uh, and they can make a lot of money off of this stuff and they're able to market it heavily and um, exchanges get paid money to list cryptocurrencies. So sometimes cryptocurrencies that uh, I would basically say are a complete scam end up becoming massively huge. <laughs> uh, once they snowball enough that um, p- enough people are making money with it, there's there's it's it's so many people are paid off that uh, no one wants to call it out. Uh, and a lot of people get confused on what's what's a legitimate uh, cryptocurrency and what's not. But it, just because it's a scam doesn't mean it doesn't work and doesn't make people money. Uh, and a lot of people they want to they want to transact money, they want to move it around, you know, get some, send some. Uh, and it doesn't matter whether it's a mineable cryptocurrency or any other type of cryptocurrency. But the problem with the cryptocurrencies that aren't mineable and haven't been released ethically are that uh, a lot of times there will be huge there'll be holders that have a whole bunch of the, the, the coins that they basically made for themselves and they can control the price of the coin mm. with that they can also dump it at any point and uh, wreck mm. all of the people that are involved. And this stuff happens. I've seen it happen so many times, um, you know, and there's a lot of FUD fear, uncertainty and doubt out there. I don't know the absolute truth of I- any of the claims that the different currency factions you know uh you know what they say but i've I've looked into the the code on a couple of the utxos um looks fine to me it's pretty complicated there's a lot of stuff in there it could be you know bitcoin could be a scam but i don't think it is there's a bill you know there's a lot of billions of dollars there for the taking for anyone who can who can crack it so that that brings up an interesting point and i think you touched on a little bit can you transact with Bitcoin? Eric, I think you actually mentioned yeah. the media, uh, about a week ago, right? You were uh, actually literally able to go somewhere. at and There you go, right? I, pay, I paid my at and Well, I mean, they, they called it BitPay, but I, I actually paid my bill with uh, with BitPay. Uh, if you go into at and it gives you some options how you want to pay credit card, uh, your bank, and, and BitPay. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty yep. cool. Right, mm-hmm. so, I, I think yeah. Overstock that, as well. Overstock has a has a. Um, I don't know if it was called BitPay. I got it. I'll, I'll log back into my account, but I, I didn't oh. use it in Overstock, but I did use it in my AT and T. I don't want. I don't want to tell my wife about that. She'll probably <laughs> buying stuff off of Overstock. <laughs> so in it's uh, so in, in my time, what I've I've seen, what, what I appear to have seen um, from my perspective, is that a lot of the exchanges and a lot of the currencies that have. Uh, founders who maintain control of it and can basically pay people off and pay to get exposed on the exchanges. Um, they get they get a lot of exposure, a lot of traffic. Um, they also seem to have made it very difficult to upgrade the Bitcoin blockchain, the original one. They've kept mm. it really slow, really expensive. So it's a really terrible. It's a terrible way to try to actually move things around efficiently. Uh, you know, you can pay, you pay for a cup of coffee with it. Uh, and the transaction fee will probably cost you 10 times more than the coffee and you won't get it until it's cold. This is true. It's just really <laughs> slow. The technology is super outdated. Um, it's really inefficient in so many ways, but it's, it's big and it's got the first mover advantage. It, it is a, it seems to be in a fantastic store of value. If you've got pretty, you know, four years at a time of a, of a time frame before you want to cash it out. But, um, there are other there are other blockchains that still work off the same concept of Bitcoin that are extremely secure. They're super fast. Uh, they are uh, there's as far as I can tell, there's no one that 
been able to take a bunch of the coins for themselves without following the rules of the algorithm, which is all I really want. It's just a fair, I just, I'm so upset with the way our currency has worked out for, for the United States and what's uh, the ramifications of that, particularly for the debt that my daughter is going to need to pay in her lifetime uh, for this. I think it's not fair. And so I, I look towards the blockchain and I look for fairness and in that fairness, uh, to find the fairness, I, I look at the, the algorithm and I think, is this, is this fair, you know, and is this, is this been changed out in a way that is, uh, you know, that's you exploiting people, uh, is it, is it legit? And so that's, that's what I've been trying to follow is those algorithms. Yeah. And so there, there are a bunch of intermediaries that get in between the transactions and get a cut for themselves. So like Bitcoin's slow, but there's the lightning network, uh, that can help make it faster but you have to trust the lightning network and they're going to take a cut of the transactions. All these exchanges uh, take a large cut of the transaction. Everyone, a bit pay, everyone wants their cut. Uh, there's even like the, like the equivalent of the federal reserve, just printing maybe fake money and putting it into the Bitcoin uh, network in wow. order to enrich themselves as well. Like this USDT tether, there's a whole yeah. bunch of controversy. So it's, wow. it's, it's crazy land out there. But there are actual cryptocurrencies that work in a decentralized, totally authentic fashion that are super fast. And they're here now. And you could just use them. But you won't find any of the news sites talking about them. That You won't find them listed on uh, some of the most popular exchanges. And there is definitely a controversy. But it's about who is on the take and who is actually legit. And I think it's almost like a war going on. Yeah. Well, it's the, I don't liken it to the Wild West or anything, but I, I think someone, one of you even said the fact that it's unregulated, it's folks, kind of like you mentioned, Andrew, who are fed up, right, with the way that Federal Reserve, politicians, just, just the way that things are being regulated today, finding an alternative means of still having currency, of being able to transact. That's... You're on the, on the leading cusp of that. I think, I mean, again, you, you said you started seven, eight years ago, almost a decade ago. So you've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And now it's starting to, again, become more and more, uh, I don't want to call it mainstream because I don't think it'll ever be mainstream, but it'll, it'll be more and more recognized. And I think, so So Eric, you kind of got, got in not too not too long ago, right? You, you haven't right. Uh, necessarily been in over over a few years, but mm-hmm. what, what drew you to looking at alternative coins what, what drew you into it was it the ability to the economy <laughs> how we're okay. printing money like it's nothing i mean we, okay. we, we ha- i mean there has to be some alternative like you said i mean is this what's going to happen to our children you know we, we've already we printed so much money and what do we have to back it up you know all these dollars and then with covid and then printing another trillion dollars of you know yeah. you know, putting it out there there has to be a bad so i've really just been kind of you know dabbling in it and trying to see you know like you said, I don't know. I think what the an opportunity is, though, is for someone to create a layman's term so that we can understand, hey, what the algorithm should look like and what, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, is this fair? Um, because, I, you know, like I said, I'm I'm going by just researching, you know, I'll look at stuff um, like uh, re- even though it's the deregulated. Uh, de- decentralized the, the two that i well other than ethereum because ethereum you know I, I i i've been trading in ethereum and in ethereum classic but um other than that um it's been XRP, uh, Ripple, and also Stellar. In my mind, XRP is still kind of tethered to the bank's uh, network. The, you know, so I guess a group of banks that network together to be able to transact. So I've been looking at that. But, you know, like everyone can look at different options, uh, you know, on their own. But again, for me, it's a shoot in the dark, a shot in the dark. Cause I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to be a scam. I don't know what the algorithm should look like. But I bet that would be a great opportunity if somebody could come up with an interface that says, oh, yeah, yeah, this looks good. I mean, does that make sense if we could be able to track something like that? Like, you know, like I can I can look at a register of my 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 checking account and say, OK, yeah, that I spent that. I said, you know, these are my transactions. But how does you know, how do I know if, if uh, these coins are going you know through the right channels or, or you know, getting um so, like I said, I, I've been kind of taking a chance and, you know, and I'm not looking at I'm not I'm not going to go and spend nine thousand dollars on, you know, on, on Bitcoin. Yeah, I was going to say, so, so talk to us from your perspective, because, again, you, you said you're coming in from from a trader's perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and Andrews, I think, is, is coming more from the mining perspective. I mean, I mean, the whole infrastructure piece. So I guess 
you guys talk to each other. Eric, talk to us about what, what what's on your watch list or your pick list right now, and then, you know, let's, let's have. I'm gonna let you guys have that dialogue while I, while I just sit back and listen and learn. Well, uh, two of mine are on the top twelve list, and they got a ranking here. And I, I, the, the the sites that I look at is a uh, uh, coin market coinmarketcap.com and uh, and market cap. Market cap gives you more of a hey, it's trading and and what I mean by trading is trading every day. That you see the ticker going click click click. It's just moving all the time. And it, and it's and they're really in like cents, half cents, less than a penny. Um, and the couple that I'm looking at are, are around um, you know six, seven. Like uh, let me see, uh, Stellar I think was trading at like uh, seven. Uh, let's just go in there right now. I bought it at four. It's like it's like seven cents, you know. So I'm not, I'm, you know, I got a couple thousand dollars in it. So I'm not really heavily vested in it, you know. I'm just trying to see what I can do. But when I saw it growing, I was like, oh crap, this is looking kind of cool, you know. So I, I went and bought like ten thousand coins, ten thousand of a uh, stellar, and I was like, oh, okay, damn. Then it went tanked. I was like, oh crap. So <laughs> it's it's really volatile. It's, it's, it yeah. moves like crazy. So, um, yeah. but again, I'm I'm trading on like literally, I mean, less than twenty five, you no, know, less than twenty cents. Um, Stellar, uh, sorry, uh, Ripple is is that was that has been trading at twenty cents. Uh, the the latest one I looked at is um, zero, um, God, what is it? zero X, and um, man, I bought that with like twenty cents. Then when it shot all the way to forty five, so it's, for me it's exciting coming from E Trade. I'm thinking, okay, I've never seen volatility like that. You know, so so uh, you know so quick like that, um, and then just like that, <laughs> it dropped back down to twenty cents. So uh, it's like a, it's probably a day trader's like dream. Oh, put in a couple, you know, million dollars and take it out. But, um, you know, I, that's what I look for. You know, it, I mean, those are the ones like I, I'm, uh, Ethereum, Ethereum classic. I'm looking at, um, zero X, uh, stellar, um, XRP in my mind, XRP and stellar are kind of the same. They, they solve pretty much kind of the same solution except for XRP is tethered to the bank, a banking network. So there's some sort of regulation, I, I guess, in my mind. Um, whereas uh, Stellar is like the, the total, op, you know, different is decentralized, deregulated. And um, but I think they're solving for some good, some some good solutions. Um, I mean, that's that's me again. I'm not a you know, I'm not, you know, I, I don't understand it as much as uh, as Andrew does in the back end. But that, that's what I look at, you know. Well, you, the, you told me to install an app. Uh, what was that? Uh, Coinbase. Uh, Coinbase. Now, if I if I logged into Coinbase and put in some of those symbols, mm-hmm. uh, what, walk walk me through a a, a transaction, right? How, how how do I take how do I take money from Wells Fargo, buy something through Coinbase? Walk me through. You connect your car how, to it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> see now so, I'm, getting, getting, I'm getting nervous now. Just talk talk me off the edge. There was a right? there was a couple there was a couple that I chose. Robinhood actually. Start, I started out on Robinhood first. Okay. Um, yeah. I started uh, investing in regular trades, and then I, I said, hey, they, they actually got Bitcoin in there, but it didn't have it didn't have all the ones that I like. You know, that I, I want to invest in like still. So what I Coinbase has the uh, has all of them. So I just said, hey, you know what? Let me move them all to my from okay. this wallet. Now I can see them all here, and I can keep all my regular trading in my my Robinhood, you know, for my, my paper stocks. Yeah. Um, so I, I I got in Coinbase, which allows you to create an account. You know, you have your uh, wallets for each uh, currency that you, you purchase, um, and then I, I basically connect my card, my my Wells Fargo, if you will, okay. to the Coinbase, yeah. move some cash over it. The good, okay. the exciting thing is, I've also kind of sold um, some of the some some uh, coin, and then actually can bring it back to my my bank account. So okay. you're there, there's, you still have that movement there in, in, in Coinbase. I'm not sure about any other wallet. Um, I think um, there's some wallets that really don't give you a lot of that flexibility in my mind. Like uh, one of the ones uh, with the browser brave brave has a, uh, a coin that backs it up called bat. Um, I liked it at first cause it was part of the whole Google uh, brave is a, it's a, a browser that looks like it's like, it's a, it's a, um, it looks like it's Google back end, I, I, I want to say, because every time, you know, it, I look at the back end, it's like it says Chrome. So, um, okay, so it's Chromium in the back. OK. Yeah. Um, uh, it, I think it's an Ethereum is the back end. Bat is part of is an Ethereum code. Uh, Andrew, you can hmm. uh, back me up on that. I, mean, I don't know. Um, when I look at Bat, that's when I started looking at it because it was part of the whole Ethereum family, Ethereum. And then um, I said, let me, let me try this. And it didn't move as well as I thought it would. But then when I got out of it, 
I actually converted my bat into um, Bitcoin just so I can have, you know, a little more leverage in Bitcoin. So I, I do hold some Bitcoin, just not a lot. It's, I, I, what is it? You can, I'm not sure how it is, but like, you is like, uh, if you think of Satoshi, Satoshis as like pennies to the dollar, I think Satoshis are like the pennies to the Bitcoin or half, you know, parses. Is that, is that correct? See, Andrew? Yeah, you, you're dropping yeah, yeah. a whole lot of slang here, a whole lot of insider financial lingo. Uh, again, you know, I, I could talk to you about um, storage uh, deduplication ratios <laughs> and, um, you know, SSD and NVMe and those types of things. But now, <laughs> Andrew, in layman's terms, please. You've got all the, got all the IOPS, man. Yeah, yeah I could <laughs> talk to you about that, right? I <laughs> so I guess from the, uh, from like the, you know, kind of, a little trading history around uh, cryptocurrencies. You know, it started off with you just have Bitcoin. Uh, some of the first transactions were between users. They, 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 the, the, the network, basically these, these networks run on the backs of running a wallet. It's kind of weird, but the wallet is actually the server that uh, you would have on your computer. And if you're going to run like a, they call it a full node wallet, you have a, this, this application called a wallet running on your computer. You open up a port in your firewall uh, and it sends out a network broadcast um, to whatever, you know, whatever other nodes are in a seed list. And, it, and it's kind of like uh, like a BitTorrent kind of. It gets around uh, okay. to letting everyone else know where everyone else is at. Um, and they all start sharing uh, the, the, the ledger and validating that the ledger is indeed uh, mathematically makes, you know, sense the cryptography puzzles fit together. Um, and then that's that's the wallet. Um, so when you when you have a wallet, um, you're not actually having. It's not like you've taken the coins from the blockchain and brought them to you. It's just like a it's like a portal to the blockchain. And the blockchain it doesn't actually even exist necessarily on the internet. Um, it's just it's just the contents of what's in the ledger. That's that's the blockchain. It's just the contents of the ledger. So you can turn off the internet, turn everything off. Uh, your coins don't go away. You don't. You can lose your computer. They're not gone. It's just you have to know what the key is to unlock them in the ledger right. when the network comes back that's, up. So, so that's what I've heard before. Folks have apparently lost that key, right? And they've lost all of their transactions, all their oh, savings, yeah. all, all yeah. their. Uh, okay. It, yeah, and the keys can get lost a lot of different ways. It's, it could be there's so many pitfalls. But when you so before so people were on the you know, the Bitcoin network, sending Bitcoin around, buying pizzas, whatever the folklore is. Um, but then at some point there was this uh, magic to gathering card trading website that uh, some guy bought from some other guy. Uh, and he decided, Hey, why, why, instead of just trading these magic, the gathering cards, why don't we uh, put some of these crypt- cryptocurrencies, uh, put a cryptocurrency on there and people started trading. It. Suddenly that site started trading billions of dollars of cryptocurrency. It just took off. They were not expecting it. The security on the site wasn't super hot. Hackers found it. They stole mm. it. They got my coins too. Um, it was it was sad because I didn't own. You know, I had a wallet on that website, but it wasn't really my wallet. I didn't really have the keys. Right. It was that exchange had the wallet, and so you know, with Coinbase, you know, Coinbase has the keys. Uh, if you use Binance, Binance has the keys. You Bitrex, Bitrex has the keys. So you don't actually have that cryptocurrency they have it but you have a username and password that can get you access to it if they let you and there's been plenty of situations where uh an exchange that has people's cryptocurrencies suddenly decides that they don't want people to have access to it occasionally it'll be because someone like the state of new york comes along and says hey we don't want you transacting with our people because uh you don't follow our rules and so that 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 exchange will say, okay, everyone that's coming from New York, you just can't get in anymore. You're S O L. Um, and that happened. That's happened. Oh yeah. <laughs> New York, New York was the first place they started trading. So I don't know if you've watched that, uh, the, the movie, that how the Bitcoin all started out. Um, but, um, like you said, um, they, they, you know, it was a couple of, uh, okay. So there was like this mystery guy. Sato- uh, what's this? Some Sato- uh, is it Satoshi? Yeah. Was, yeah, Natoshi Nakamura. He was like the this, you know, no one's there. No one even actually knows who who this guy is. But he drops off code, and then these there were like there were, there was these a couple of groups of people that called cyberpunks. Uh, da, da, da. I mean, all these little groups. I think it was like four or five groups 
that actually um, started working with the code. Um, you could watch the movie. I, I, I mean, that's the, that's the sense I got. But what happened was there was this guy that started, he opened up the first exchange. <laughs> and this is where he started in New York, where they were going through this whole, um, this whole uh, court uh, uh, trial about if, if this is, you know, something um, that um, was, was legal or uh, I don't know what the, the, the terms were, but um, so they could not no longer uh, do it in New York. So they took, they took it away out of New York and started uh, elsewhere. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I did yeah, my I, little Google Wikipedia search right there. Satoshi Nakamoto Nakamura. is the name used by the presumed pseudonym person or persons who developed Bitcoin, authored yeah. the Bitcoin white paper, and created and deployed Bitcoin's original reference implementation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's like pretty much any keyword you say related to cryptocurrency, there is a long controversial story around it. It's it's just conspiracy theory wonderland. It's amazing, really. That's what draws you. That's what draws you both to it, right? Just just the fact that you're you're walking on that edge, and uh, that's that's interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's it's nearly dissuaded me a few times uh, trying to navigate between between. You know, I don't want to get caught up. and have have regulators come after me because I've yeah. I've mined the wrong coin at the wrong time or I didn't do something and you know sometimes the laws change uh, after you've done something and then you try to look back and you think well I, am I going to have to get a lawyer to try to like yeah. argue whether I could have uh, even had a chance or not so when things aren't regulated you know that's good because you can do things that you couldn't maybe do otherwise but it's bad because you know the laws can change and you could be on the wrong side of that. But at this point, though, things have gone, I think, wonderfully well. I think that cryptocurrencies have come into the mainstream like I never would have thought. Um, They were so obscure before, so hard to work with. Um, But I did think if they came around, I thought that they would be more uh, more on the merits of the technology and less about people people propagating, you know, like their own self-interest. So I don't I, I wouldn't say it's all it's all gone well. I think it's actually gone kind of bad. It's actually quite alarming too, because if we lose the fundamentals of the, you know, the the technology, the security it provides and the authenticity of it, and we just allow the scam aspect to take over, then what we're going to have is global currencies that track all of us, everything we do, we have no privacy. It'll totally, we'll totally suck. So we actually, it, it, it's going to, we have to try to make this the thing we, we need it to be, but it's really hard to do because it's easy to sell out. It's so easy to sell out. Mm-hmm. I've seen my, my uh, holdings, you know, go up thousands of percent up and down over and over again. And every time it's like, it's gut wrenching. You get so excited. You know, <laughs> you're like, this is life changing, but um, you know, I'm trying to stay in it for the long haul. I've got my own strategy. And so things, you know, one day, you could think, oh, I'm almost there. Uh, this is life changing. This is, you know, this is debt free. Uh, and then soon after, you're like, wow, it's it just lost 95. percent I, I can't believe it, you know. And it's got to go up 10,000 percent, you know, to make it back. It's painful, you're very painful. But uh, it well, it does go up and down, and it follows yeah. patterns. The patterns seem to repeat. No guarantee they keep happening, but uh, the patterns many times they repeat up and down, and then. A while later, it comes up, shoots up again, back down. But every time the floor is a whole nother level higher and higher yeah. and higher. And it's it's astounding the amount that it goes up. Um, but I, I would say, so if you go to CoinMarketCap and you're looking at coins, the coins that I would be looking at, there's a little drop down on the CoinMarketCap website that says, uh, is this uh, a mineable coin? And if you click there, uh, it used to be all of those coins were mineable. More recently, uh, I think uh, the company Binance, the exchange Binance, bought Coin Market Cap and mm. started to put their own currencies that they actually don't mine and control the market cap of. Mm. Uh, what I would call a total scam. They put those into the mineable list. They now own Coin Market Cap. It's getting harder for the data aggregators to like to, to you for a regular person to have access to information that is actually not been manipulated. You know that is not right. to catch you. So in in the other thing is I don't want to dissuade people from going out and experimenting with this stuff and having fun with it. Um, and if if someone you know and there's there's a lot of money to be made in in currencies that you may not 
understand how they're really working. Um, and if it's going up, I mean, it's going up and that's gotta be enough for most people to, to have some fun with. Um, but if you get really serious about it, I would look at the mineable cryptocurrencies, look at things like Bitcoin, but not necessarily Bitcoin. So my list, you know, is, is going to be, would be to have Bitcoin, Ethereum and Digibyte is, is the other one that, uh, I've spent most of my time since 2017, uh, contributing to mining, you know, contributing, you know, mining, trying to (laughs) contribute. Because I'm, I'm thinking that you go in a different route than like Eric would, right? Through via a Coinbase or something. You acquire your currencies differently, and I, I don't know if that's something you're, you're comfortable talking about. Or again, I'm just I'm just wondering again. From, yeah, we've got get, two different disparities here. We got a trader, and we got kind of a of an infrastructure person that, that I'm calling you. So you know, and I, and I started off by buying through, through an exchange through a convoluted process to get the money into the exchange, which was located in Japan. It was taking a big chance, you know, um, it, it's a lot easier nowadays, but for, for, so the mining route, you know, I don't, it's, it's kind of gone into more of like an industrial level. Like I'm not even mining right now. I've got mining machines that I've got turned off. Uh, they're, they're profitable, but I just don't want to deal with, I just don't want to deal with it right now. It's just not that profitable. So I'm just holding off, you know, I've had a whole, you know, just hold my bags, hold them tight. Um, <laughs> but uh, if I was, if someone was going to go try to get into cryptocurrency now, my recommendation would be that they, they sign up for the Bittrex app. Bittrex is an exchange. It's based out of Seattle. It's still, you know, centralized. Right. Um, so, you know, it's got all those things that, that, that aren't going for it, but I would suggest, you know, getting, getting the Bittrex account, you're going to have to get verified. All the all the exchanges that are in the United States they follow the anti money laundering know your customer right. laws. So you're gonna. So what that looks like is that you're gonna you're gonna take a selfie of, of, of yourself holding up your your ID, your ID. driving license. You mm-hmm. send that okay. to them. Okay. You know you're gonna give them your bank account information. It's very invasive. And when you're dealing with cryptocurrencies, you know which is already kind of edgy. Making up your bank account, your driver's license, yeah. uh, your social security you, card, and you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like it'll make you sweat. I mean, yeah, wow, wow, you know. And then when you start trading, you've got to remember that uh, I don't know if anyone can understand the tax laws exactly. I don't. Right. I, I try my best, but no. it's if you're if you're moving if you're working with a lot of money, be prepared to you know find some kind of tax professional or you know, get really good at reading laws and uh, be ready because, uh, you know, every transaction, if there's, you're going to have to track the profit and loss. If you're trading a lot, it's just going to, it could be a lot to track. And I don't think you're going to, I don't think they're double dipping, you know, every time if you, if you end up with profit and you got it, but you, you can uh, screw yourself pretty hard, I think. Um, So just, I wouldn't recommend doing lots of transactions. I would be very laser like focused, like get into the exchange, get validated, buy a currency, set up a wallet on your, on your phone. Like with Digibyte, you know, you can install the Digibyte wallet on your phone. Uh, You can install the core wallet on your, on your windows box or your Mac or whatever. You know, you, you go to the, you go to the cryptocurrencies main website, if you can even figure out what that is, look on Wikipedia, <laughs> it might be right. It might not be, you know, but start with small transactions by a little bit, you know, set up your wallet and then you withdraw from the exchange to your personal wallet Right in the wallet. You, you, before you copy, before you withdraw to your wallet, you in the wallet, there's a button to make it encrypted and you'll type in a seed for a, a seed word, like, um, a password that unlocks your local wallet. That's not your private key. That's just the password that unlocks the private key. Um, and then you can in the wallet, it'll tell you your, your phenomic words or whatever. You'll get like 12 words. Yeah, and 12 then words. later, if you need to restore your wallet, you just need those words. So you take those words, you take those words and your passphrase, you put them in the safety deposit box or you bury them somewhere in the forest with GPS coordinates and you burn that phone, right? Or whatever you do, uh, <laughs> whatever you, you got to do, right? Computer, yeah. You know, yeah. you don't need a USB stick. All you need to do is yeah. write words okay. down, okay. right? And you right. can't forget the little seed phrase, uh, the, the, the passphrase to open up the, the wall of that. Then later, if you pick the right kind of currency, it's API, it won't change. 
it will still work. You know, Bitcoin from the beginning, uh, it's the same stuff to unlock your crypto, the private key, the, the private key structure, the, you know, the database structure, whatever. It, it doesn't change. If you pick the wrong stuff, yeah, the old, yeah, you won't be able to restore it. It'll change. Uh, it'll just be gone. So you got to pick the right stuff. And the mineable coins are, and older mineable coins, you know, Bitcoin is the real deal. Um, even if it has been kind of hamstrung and made s- slow and everyone fights, their, you know, Digibyte is, seems to be, to be the real deal. Um, you know, I don't think there's anyone who has too much of it. And uh, it's just pretty well distributed. You want it to be peppered around so that no one has too much. Uh, except for yourself, if you can make that happen. <laughs> it's good to be selfish, right? I mean, I, I think what, what, what I'm hearing from both of you guys is that there's, as with everything, right, that's, that's I'm going to say anything that's worth it, there's risk, right? And be cognizant of what you're doing, what you're getting into. Uh, but the long and short of it is, Andrew, you've been, you've been around the block a few times and you've got a couple of bumps and bruises, but you've wiped yourself off and you, you've got more pros and cons, right, about, about this, about the whole yeah, yeah. engagement and interaction. Eric, you're getting into it now, and you're seeing some positive gains and um, going coming at it kind of a, a different route, and, and, and you're seeing some positive gains. So um, I like what you just said, Andrew, you know, in terms of how to set up all of that and understanding the whole USB key. You don't need that anymore because folks have, have gone through those issues before, Um lock your your passwords and your passcodes up in a in, in a vault somewhere um from, from a closing stance now I, I guess so eric let me start with you where do you see yourself going next right so what, what are you going to do when the markets and do the mark are the markets monday through friday i mean I'm, is this something that's every day be, every day so, so, so that's different too I, right because i, I, I can't it, buy yeah. my new i can't you know put this order in for this new peloton stock that i'm gonna buy monday morning and, until right. monday morning <laughs> so right uh, but okay so it's, it's every day and you're so what, what's the next move that you're doing in terms of so, building so, your wallet your base like you said I, you know, I, I have a goal like i said i don't i don't want to do a whole bunch of transactions so like i said i, I have a number of if i look at what i want to get then i get that one number and then for me, it's going to be long term. And again, I look at this as an opportunity because even though it's not like, like you said, mainstream or something that we're doing right now, it's education. So, you know, now when they're looking, when people are looking to say, hey, how do we do this when it becomes mainstream, if it becomes mainstream, you know, I've, I've you know, Andrews, he's got one avenue where he's got his bumps and bruises. I have one way of how I'm following my trends and, uh, and I have bumps and bruises, but then I'll be educated. I'm, I'm, it's really educating myself. Again, mine's for long term. So I bought like ten thousand of, of this. I bought like ten thousand or two thousand of this, and it's going to be the long haul. So I'm going to wait. It's, it trades. It goes up and down. If I don't like it, I'll just get out of it, which I shouldn't have got out of. It. But anyway, you know, it's it's a it's a learning. It's a learning curve yeah. for me, and it's going to. But you know, it's like a, at work. Not I'm trying to make it so that they don't ever have to come to me. My my job as a consultant working at this at the airport is the ability is trying to make my software so that when I leave there they can they just pick it up. But you know, for whatever reason, it's become like almost like a, a career now because now they're they're keeping me here. But um, it's, I mean it's a good thing. But again, while I'm doing this trading and, and later I'm educating myself where, where people are not even there's not I don't think a lot of people are still educated on on cryptocurrency and, and what this does. They're going to be looking to looking for someone to be able to advise or to be able to educate them on on this. So I look at it as an as an opportunity in the future. Again, it's all long term for me. There you go. There you go, Andrew. And what what about you? What's uh, you said you've unplugged the rigs, but uh, what what's what's next for uh, for you on this on this yeah. journey? Well, I think it's it's a it's it's already been a long term journey. I feel like I'm getting that I'm getting close to the time decade, the time where uh, I'm ready to uh, meet some of my, my financial, my financial goals. Uh, I'm not there yet, but I think this next market cycle could be the one um, I, I kind of was been there. There, there's like a perfect storm of things going on in the world right now that could make cryptocurrency become very valuable. And so, um, but basically I would say, to, to someone else just just plan on the long term and also the, like listen to the old timers when they say not your keys not your crypto like you know don't trust the exchanges don't trust 
anybody like, like the least that. amount possible <laughs> you want to trust people the least amount possible yeah. that you human, yeah. in control i normally don't go up on the internet and talk about this stuff this is very rare yes um, so yeah this is an exclusive right i i will you know i'm being very cautious in terms of how i refer to you but yeah this so this is um, definitely not taken lightly so I, and the other thing is is that i would never plan on hiding like you know i, I used to be interested in um you know, I mined dark coin for a while and there's stuff like Monero, there's privacy coins. There's ways to try to hide your transactions. I've kind of given up on that concept. I almost feel like at this point, uh, if we, anything that can hide the transactions, ultimately the same, the same like badness that we're trying to get away from, uh, is going to take, it's going to own us in that place as well. I, and so my, my big goal here is I look at, I'm like, you know what, it's just going to have to just come out with it and we're going to have a currency that you can see the transactions you can see the history of it people are going to have to uh speak for their actions like this is like this is putting the truth out here and i feel like i want to pay my taxes in cryptocurrency i i absolutely want to see where my money goes to the government and what they do with it who do they pay where does it go right. this, my i'm mining so hard to find out how i can see what they're doing and so that's how I'm in my mind, it's a flip around and I can see them trying to keep it from happening, but I want the truth out there. And I think that the way that the stuff is traceable is the truth. And I'm, I'm coming for them that direction. I'm coming <laughs> for them with honesty. So here we are, man. Oh, I, you know, I, I, really, really, really I, quick. I was going to leave, I was going to leave it alone at that, but you know, go ahead, Eric. <laughs> um, but, but really quick. Um, I know the, I know you probably said you're, you're turning off your rigs and stuff like, but did that, is that a result of the, um, because you wanted to, or did the having that, you know, this having happened um, on May, shit, a couple days, May 12th. Did, is that, did that, is that a factor in turning off the rigs or um, an ability to, um, and actually maybe explain that whole having thing that the, the having and what, what that did for miners. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the Bitcoin blockchain cycle, every several thousand blocks, I forget is to 2066 blocks, you know, in the, in the clock or the chain, um, the, the algorithm in the chain will make the mining rewards drop in half, uh, at a specific cycle about every four years. And so, um, when that happens, the economics of everything change and, um, you know, the price moves with that. Uh, and so that's how the Digibyte, or, or sorry, how the Bitcoin blockchain works and other cryptocurrencies like Digibyte, um, they, they do it a little bit differently and it's more of a smoother, a smoother, uh, it doesn't just drop to half every four years. Okay. And so, um, yeah, and so for Bitcoin, you know, that's, it's a huge deal whenever, whenever the, um, things have, uh, but it's, it's like inflation, uh, having instantly um and it has it has a profound effect but it's also um kind of hard on the the market i would say to to try to adjust to these massive jumps um so in the background here i've got some of my mining rigs that i've that i've worked with over the years and built up just some random photos of stuff but but basically when i started mining i i thought well you know i'll just I didn't want to cash out into us dollars. Cause I felt like that could have tax consequences, even though the rules hadn't been made up yet. So I, I would get cryptocurrency and then go online and try to buy stuff with crypto. You could go to new egg. You can go, you know, sometimes on Craigslist, I'm going to be selling some GPUs or whatever. So some of the hardware I needed, I would just go buy with cryptocurrency again. And, um, I stood in my, my, my mining rigs evolved. They got bigger and more powerful. Um, it was kind of a, kind of amazing. It's just kind of like in any business where you, you take your, your, your revenue and you invest in capital, get your production up. And so I was doing that, you know, as a hobbyist miner, definitely not industrial level, just totally in my garage, small, you know, old machines to start with and started building them up. And I started, uh, you know, making them more elaborate and, and trying things that I thought were, was exciting technologically wise things I couldn't do in my, my day job. Um, you in the networks there. So I started getting to experiment with things that I couldn't otherwise. And one byproduct that was kind of fun of this stuff, uh, I, I started getting these really powerful GPUs. I wasn't really into gaming at the time, right. but I, I thought, well, hey, it would be kind of cool to put some of these things in my in a, in a gaming rig. So I did, and I got I had gotten pretty good at at um, modifying voltages and tuning software uh, to get these 
machines mining to their peak efficiency, you know, and then gaming, it was a different tuning, but I could still get a lot of power out of them. And I started, I started benchmarking to see how powerful they were. And I started getting like, I got like, I was in the top three for the Catzilla benchmark. I've got a couple, uh, you know, hall of fames for a 3d mark, you know, in the top 100, uh, and multiple different tests there. So it's been kind of fun that I've been able to take the mining rigs and then turn them into like just basically super competitive <laughs> gaming rigs. They're amazing yeah. fast. Uh, and then recently with uh, COVID-19, um, you know, I, I turned off my mining rigs and to point them at um, uh, point them at folding at home. So we're, you know, doing work units to try to try to help with, uh, whatever stuff they're doing. To, yeah. That, that, that's what I was doing. So I, mean, you know? I mentioned SETI, but yeah, I was doing the folding at home too for a while. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I know they were, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, in some of my research, they were talking about, um, um, I guess going, going away from the GPU and going more towards the ASIC. Uh, is that a, what does that do? What does that do? Uh, I don't know. Economically for miners or, yeah, there's a lot of different different things going on there. But, you know, I started mining. Uh, the first thing I mined was called PrimeCoin, and it is a, using CPU cores. I'm solving for uh, solving these uh, prime number, like chains of prime numbers, which is weird mathematical stuff. It used to be they're just the, the, these hashing algorithms for mining are just they're created to be hard to do. And that's part of how the security of the blockchain works. So, uh so that stuff worked well. CPUs. Then I later there was more profitability if I was mining uh, with with um, mining Ethereum and Darkcoin with GPUs. You know, GPUs uh, are a little more simple than a than a uh, CPU, but there's more cores and you can do more work. So that works out. But they use a lot of energy. You know, I was using a couple yeah. hundred watts per GPU, and if you've got eight of those in a system, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a lot of power. Yeah. Uh, you get limited um, in your garage by how much power you're comfortable running and paying for, and it gets pretty expensive. It gets hot, so it's and loud. Um, so it's 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 kind of insane when you actually you know get a full mining rig running. It's it's it, it's crazy making. Um, but it's 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 amazing just to see the thing there uh, working away and hearing like ching ching ching, <laughs> and you know and you're not and it's just like wow this is great. I mean, weird and great all at the same time. Um, every every then, second you're making a couple extra nickels. I love it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and then there's also uh, ASICs, and ASICs are um, they they take you know, the instruction set and basically program that they, they put that into hardware that's been created that could only do that specific out that specific math. Yeah. Problem. They're really useless for anything else. So ASICs are kind of like a big waste of, uh, you know, like silicone, which in power, um, but because they're just for mining, they're not, they're not dual purpose. Right. So with GPUs, I was buying a lot of like, you know, kids use GPUs that they didn't think were hot anymore. But uh, the the inside, you know, they were still pretty relevant uh, for me yeah. to mine with, and you know, I got to get some extra use out of it, uh, and then still be able to sell them. And you know, they usually still work. It's right. Uh, and so there's also FPGA. So I moved up from CPU to GPU, and then I went. I skipped the ASICs. I don't like the idea of like a throwaway miner. I feel like right. that's against that goes against mm-hmm. something inside of me. I'm like, nope. Mm-hmm. But uh, the FPGA. It's like an ASIC, but it's fully programmable. And these are the kind of chips and systems that you find inside, like, I don't know, your Tesla or whatever, you know, that's yeah, running yeah. some, you know, it's running different parts of, uh, of, of a system. And so you can, and these things will solve problems uh, with very little energy. And uh, Digibyte has like five mining algorithms that are part of it. And so one of those is, is a new one and you can mine with FPGAs against it. But what this means is that my mining rig only uses uh, 64 watts instead of 1500 watts. Um, mm. And the parts when I'm done with it can be sold again for people to do whatever they want. You know, they're like these right. Intel, um, nano DE tents. But, but one of the issues is that when you do like the mining is a constantly changing from out underneath you as industrial miners come into the, the game when the profitability is there. Um, you know, people like me, like there, there's no room for us anymore. We, uh, we get squeezed out, but good, good 
decentralized communities, uh, you know, the miners don't, the industrial miners don't speak on behalf of the constituents. They, they yeah. might have a lot of mining power, but we can still, while we still have an edge, while, you know, before they, they take over, we can say, right. hey, we're going to change the game so that they can't, they can't beat us. Um, and so we change it out and we keep changing it. So that we try to stay, it's 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 always going to be a moving target to stay one step ahead of greedy greedy people that are going to try to take it from you from you. And so we work together to stay one step ahead, and um, that's so that's where the FPGAs and ASICs and GPUs and CPUs come in. Yeah, there's, there's the yeah, community just, aspect of it. <laughs> boom! Just blew my uh, mind again. <laughs> hey, you know, hey. I, 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 I bought on folks who would talk about this because again, this, this was uh, a, a interesting topic and I am just going to say, I, I have more questions than I had before. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, will, I will say that, but, but I'm clearer than I was when, when yeah. we started, right? Just, just doing my own research and, and trying to figure out what, what to, how, how to narrate, produce, produce this particular segment. So I'm going to do some homework and do some more uh, investigation. Who knows? We may do an altcoin uh, V2 <laughs> here to, to talk a little bit more about this and get a little bit more into some, some background. But I mean, on, on that note, I guess I would say, gentlemen, thank you for, for taking some time out of your evening to, to talk about what I can definitely tell both of you are quite passionate about, right? I mean, you, 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 you see that there is Potential. good in doing yeah. what you're investing your time, resource, money, all of that into, right? So, I mean, that has to be commended, that has to be recognized, and that has to be respected. Uh, that being said, um, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, individuals, uh, Andrew, you probably will be hush-hush uh, on that. So I'm just <laughs> going to, I may just take you off camera right there, right now, but... Eric, we see you've got uh, you, you're showing your, your your Twitter ID, your 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 handle right there. How can folks get at least get in contact with you in case they have some questions about this? Uh, uh, Eric at ericburks.com is one way. Um, that's probably the only way. That's probably the best way to get a, get a hold of me. But um, again, I, I I don't have that background that Andrew has. I'm merely the front end, and I don't give financial advice. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, no worries, no worries. But uh, like you said, you know you. You gotta, you gotta do research. You, you know, you can't. You know, you have to see for yourself. Again, um, I mean, there, hopefully there, there'll be a point to where this becomes something that um, you know we can see. You know, potentially see as uh, as a way to, uh, I don't know, change our our, our economic um, yeah. pattern, I guess, if you will. Yeah, but um, that's a good point. yeah, uh, who knows? You know, right now it's still still uh, up in the air. I love it. I wish you guys well. Who knows? You may you may get me. I, I, I installed the app. I haven't set up an account yet. I'll I'll I'll, I'll figure something out. I'll I'll, I'll go to you, um, more knowledgeable individuals before I put any uh, nickels in, into the system because before I get in trouble at home, I can't. Uh, yeah. I, I got college to pay for right now, so Daddy can't buy too many more toys. But, uh, on on that note, uh, gentlemen, again, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you, everyone who logged in. Uh, James Hicks here from Infotainment News. You can follow me at James Hicks on all social, and we will see you for the next episode. You guys be well. All right. So